All right, welcome to Off the Top. Just basically coming straight from what's happened this week and stuff that we've gone through. Today, I just felt like talking about money because I recently got a credit card. And while getting the credit card, I realized the ease of being able to get a credit card is far easier than it was probably, say, five to 10 years ago. I literally just walked in, said, hey, I want a credit card. And they did their background checks and credit checks. And like, all right, here you go. You're approved and you get this amount. What do you think about that? Um, well, I mean, it's not really surprising because, I mean, the ease of credit comes or the ease of accessing money comes with the uh, like the upward trend of how technology is going. And so naturally, I mean, things get faster. And before, like, I'm sure our parents had to fill out paperwork and then that got shipped to a headquarters somewhere. And then mm -hmm. it got processed and then shipped back with maybe a credit card or something. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's cool. I think it, what I was also thinking about is just like people who are financially responsible. It's great for them how easy it is to get one. But if you're not financially responsible, you go get a credit card and say it's five thousand dollars and you don't understand what that means and you get it within two days i feel like a lot that's a lot of the problems we're seeing at least in our generation is people getting credit cards and not understanding you know how a monthly payment works or you know how to improve your credit that it's not just five thousand dollars that you get and you can you know pay off in 12 months and not get fined for it um and i think that kind of just relates to in general i guess we'll talk about the generation as it is like a lot of things we spend our money on, considering we're younger, um, not saying that I'm perfect, but like a lot of things people spend their money on is like, you could go buy the raw resources and it's gonna be cheaper than what you're buying prepped, I would say. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a there's definitely a sense of maybe misunderstood responsibility when it comes to credit cards and stuff. and. Maybe it's, I mean, I've only lived in one generation, yeah. so maybe it's a generational thing. Like this just happens to be of one generation where it's more pervasive, or maybe it's a thing that you see every time because, I mean, there's going to be irresponsible people out there, whether they have a credit card or car or a animal or a relationship. Yeah. I mean, there's just out there. Um, but yeah, I think that financial literacy is one of the most important things that you can possess for yourself. Yeah. I think it also comes to, like you're saying, it might just be like we've only been in one generation and maybe because this generation is growing with technology, it's just ease of access to different products. Like you have Mod Pizza that makes pizza in five minutes for, you know, $8. Or you have Dutch Bros Coffee where you can just drive through and grab a coffee real quick as opposed to maybe our parents or grandparents back then, like, you didn't have that five minute satisfaction to just drive through and spend your money. Like if you wanted pizza, you're going to a pizza restaurant and you had to wait an hour to purchase that as opposed to like teenage kids. You're like, oh, I'm going to lunch. I'm going to go grab this pizza real quick. It's five, you know, eight bucks. And, you know, five days out of the week, say you go there three times, you're spending $24 as opposed to our grandparents might have been like, ah, oh, I want pizza, but I don't want to do the wait. So they don't go for, you know, two weeks and they finally go and obviously back there there's inflation and prices are different but they aren't spending that many money as consistently as i think kids are today maybe yeah and i mean even to take it a step further there's things like grubhub or like uber eats where yeah. somebody will literally 
Like you say what you want and somebody will drive in their car, pick it up and then deliver it to your doorstep. So uh, like, I feel like those opportunities exacerbates the um, potential of doing something like that, which is kind of costly if you think about it. And I mean, it's no, uh, there's no like opening your wallet, grabbing money out of it and handing it to somebody else that has kind of an emotional connection of like loss. I mean, it's all electronic. So regardless if you are keeping track of that or not, it's kind of in the background of it all. Yeah, I agree. That's a great point. Like Uber and Grubhub, that's like a the difference between now and then is unreal. Like I don't think even I don't under grasp the concept of like besides a pizza delivery man in major cities and markets, I can go, hey, I want Chipotle. Some other dude is going to go pick it up who I'm paying and then there, I'm also paying for food, which is like the ease of access. Once again, it comes back to is like your time is merely like you just waiting at home playing video games to grab a burrito. And you're not understanding that. Yeah. Like you said, you don't have physical cash. So you're paying 16 bucks through your phone. And you're like, oh, there's 16 bucks. But realistically, if I have a 20, I know for me personally, if I have a $20 bill and I have to give out 16 bucks, that really makes me think about the decision regardless of what it is like if i'm you know buying dinner i'm like oh this menu item is 9.99 i got a 20 that's half of this thing as opposed to like if i'm on amazon it's like you can buy this for 9.99 i'm like bet i'm on that and i think yeah like you're saying it's just kind of crazy what the digital currency has you know you can't really keep track of unless you're always keeping track of it which a lot of people aren't yeah and that kind of reminds me i was talking to somebody in uh, we kind of got on the subject of credit card auto pay and his stance on it was that, uh, he didn't like to put his credit cards on auto pay, which, because it forces him to take a closer look on what he's spending. Mm. And I like, quite frankly, I have my credit cards on auto pay because, uh, I feel like I know what I'm spending, like when I'm spending it. But at the same time, that's another level of like almost forcing yourself to realize what you're actually doing with your money, too. Yeah, I agree. What? Okay, obviously, we both have credit cards. So what are some of your personal, you know, tips for yourself or what you do to improve on your credit or, you know, stay on top of that? Um. Well, just to improve on your credit, that's. I feel like there's a fairly straightforward thing to fairly straightforward to a couple things that you need to do. Um, one is never make a late payment. That's that's Agreed. obviously really yeah, that's straightforward. Another one too is don't hold too high of a balance on your credit card. Mm-hmm. Um, for an example, I think the kind of the metric is you don't want to go over one third of what your credit card capacity is. So mm-hmm. for instance, if you have a three thousand dollar credit limit don't spend over a thousand dollars or don't hold more than a thousand dollars of credit or like debt on that credit card at one time. Yeah, I agree. That's a, I do the same thing. And I kind of look at the example of to like kind of put in real setting. If, if I'm giving you money or someone money or I'm taking money from someone, I'm more likely to give that person money. If say they want, they're like, Oh, you know, I need 30 bucks. And instead of someone who comes to me, that's like, Hey man, I need $90. Like nine out of 10 times, I'm going to give the person, but 30 bucks or that needs 30 bucks. I'm going to give it to them without even thinking about it. 
I'll give people 90 bucks, but it's more of a risk if they don't pay me back, right? And I think, but from a bank standpoint, obviously like they like when people are using 90%, so 90 out of $100, because they're more likely not to give you the money back or fault on it because they need more of the available funds. And I also do like the same thing as I don't try to use my credit card. So I use like under 30%. I make sure I'm on top of my payments, but like if I don't have to use it, I don't use it. I don't know if that does anything different for credit, but I just don't use it. Showing like showing that person like, Hey, I don't really need the money. It's here just in case. Yeah, um, definitely. So I'm, I'm kind of in the base camp of, I will use my credit card for everything because the reason why is, um, I get a cash back reward on it. Uh, so, I mean, the my thought is if I'm gonna spend money on this thing right now, there's two advantages. I get my cash back that I can use for more cash. So basically, I get that thing at a discount. And secondly. That means that I have that money that, like, so, I mean, let's say that there's two people that are me. Okay. One person pay buys a pair of shoes with cash. Mm. And so that's, let's say, 100 bucks down the drain yeah. that I just gave out in cash to get yeah. these shoes. Another one of me buys it with a credit card. I get that discount, technically, yeah. with that cash back. And then, on top of that, I didn't give anybody my hundred dollars yet. So that hundred dollars is mine to invest or do other things with to possibly create money. I mean, that's basically what, uh, like institutions do. Um, and that's how you create money and that's how banks do it is they, they have somebody's money or let's say that they have, you give the bank a thousand dollars and they have a required reserve that they hold for that. Um, but also it's not like they're just putting your thousand dollars in the bank yeah. or like in a vault and yeah. not touching it. They loan that thousand dollars or they'll loan, depending on their requirements, 900 of those dollars to somebody who needs it mm-hmm. and essentially creating more money on the money that you gave them to hold. Yeah, that makes sense. And from like a marketing standpoint, the incentivizing of credit cards to, you know, 1% cash back, 1.5% cash back or 5% is like a really great idea on whoever did it. Cause obviously there's a lot of people like you who understand how cashback works and it's great. And there's also people who see like, all right, if I get this new credit card and I spend $4,000 in this first month, I get, you know, 5% back or a $300 certificate where maybe they don't realize they're not going to spend $4,000 in a month if that's not what they usually do. But they're doing spending $4,000 to get that 300, you know, 300 bucks cash back. So you're really spending 3,700 bucks when realistically, maybe you only needed to spend 2,200 bucks that, you know, in those three months or that month or however it works. Um, I think that's just a great tactic from the business standpoint. And I was looking at that when I was getting credit cards, I was like, oh, you can get 300 bucks back if you spend 2000 in the first month. And I was like, I'm probably not going to spend 2000 in the first month. And I don't want your high interest or APR on this. Um, so I'm just going to get the one that has the low interest and gives me the same balance or credit limit. And maybe I'll just take regular 1% cash back on top of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely, like I said, I feel like, or like you said, um, I feel like people fall into the spider's web of... Um, kind of the marketing of 
yeah, you spend the X amount and then you get this back. I mean, yeah. it's great if you kind of like playing it out like, mm-hmm. all right, so I need to spend money on this X, Y, and Z. And that comes mm-hmm. out to however many dollars. And if you kind of like stage those events in the proper order that you get your credit card and then within that three month period or one month period, you spend those money on those things, but you've already saved for them. Yeah. So that's true. you got to think like you got to be responsible and kind of like really thoughtful of how you spend your money to get the most out of it. Yeah, I agree. It's almost like a, if you think about it, it's kind of similar to an investment or being just, I mean, financially wise. And on that note, I'll talk about like when we were in high school, Dutch bros, once again, comes up <clears throat> and you'd have girls and guys going there every morning, five days a week. You know, you spend, let's say, four bucks or five bucks on a drink five times a week. It's $25. And you're like, oh, that's 25 bucks. Then, you know, two weeks, 50 bucks, three weeks, 75 bucks a month, 100 bucks. So at the end of the year, you're spending twelve hundred dollars on coffee and you don't realize it at the moment because it's incremental payments of five dollars. But like realistically, knowing knowing where we are now, like say you take you're still getting coffee, but you're getting it, you know, Tuesday, Thursday, two days a week and you're spending ten dollars and you have fifteen dollars. So you have a ten that you bought and fifteen in your pocket. You can take that fifteen dollars and maybe invest it into a stock or, you know, maybe invest. It doesn't even have to be a stock. Maybe you're investing it in a fund to pay for college or a fund to get a new car or whatever it may be. I think there's just like a lack of communication on what you can do with that, you know, extra $15 that isn't necessarily doing, you know, continuing the same thing. Cause do you really need the coffee five days a week? Maybe, probably not, but maybe $15 at the end of the year, you know, goes to a greater good or a greater cause, I would say. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's been said and said again, I mean, financial literacy is something that needs to be taught. Uh, especially to people who are younger and who have a lot more time uh, before retirement, really. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's um, the way I think about it is there's two ways to make money. Mm -hmm. You either increase your income somehow, or you can decrease your expenses. I mean, Mm -hmm. at the end of the, at the end of the day, when you're looking at net, you're doing the same thing. You're getting more money back than you did before. And I mean, if you think about it, like let's say you work at a job and then all of a sudden you're like, you know, I want to increase my spending capacity or income somehow. Um, I can ask my boss for a 10% raise. Yeah. Yeah. You can try that or you can decrease your expenses by 10% as well. And then that effectively will give you that raise. Yeah. So it's, yeah. And I mean, on the point of like using that money to do something different, granted, like somebody in high school might not know how to uh, like invest uh, in like index or mutual funds Mm -hmm. at the time. But I think it's a beautiful thing with technology and the internet. All that stuff is easily accessible. Or if you're a little more risk averse, you could always invest in uh, just put it in a bank account, like an ally bank account that'll get you, I think like 1.15 or 1.2% back, which is f- way out. See, ex- like outs, like mm-hmm. exceeds the what like a normal bank, like your chase bank would do or your Wells Fargo would do at the time or at this moment right now. Yeah. 
Yeah, like I'm not saying that we're perfect with money by any means, but like at least like I mean I spend like ridiculous amounts of money on shoes, whatever that may be, but like it's not like I'm buying shoes every time they come out. Like when I was in high school buying shoes, I didn't have a job. I worked a summer job and saved my money and used that for gas and like other various things. But like I also realized, say those same people that are buying coffee, like I wasn't buying coffee, but those same people, like you're going to lunch. Like, so you're going out to buy, you know, another eight bucks worth of stuff or four bucks, whatever the deal is. But I was one of the kids who realized, hey, if I have my mom or myself buy stuff so I can eat at home at lunch, like that cost is going to be lower over time. Like I can make 15 sandwiches for the price of, you know, a little over the price of one Subway sandwich, which on that note, I never, I'm never going to eat at a sandwich shop just because I'm not paying someone to make a sandwich. Like. I don't get anything crazy and I'm not going to pay you $9 to give me some bread, meat, lettuce, and cheese. Like I'm going to go to the store and buy that for $12 and make myself, yeah, 15 sandwiches over the course of the week. And I mean, that's what I did. I necessarily didn't, wasn't decreasing expenses, but I was taking out things like I don't need to go eat lunch every day or go eat out with friends every day. Like I can save that money incrementally <clears throat> over time. And at the end of the month, I'll have, you know, $200. And was it wise that I was buying shoes? No, but I like it. But I wasn't spending $200 on food and then spending the other $200 on shoes at the same time, I guess is, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, uh, I think what you're getting at really is know, know your expenses. Yeah. So if you know that you have a predisposition for shoes, then you need to work that into your budget somehow. And if that means that you, instead of going out for lunch as much or going out for lunch at all, that you don't, and then you meal prep or something of that nature, then you do that. And that's basically what that fundamentally is, is, you know, making sure your budget is what you want it to be. And so that you have your money for shoes and then you, to get that money for shoes, if you don't have a job or even if you did, uh, like to get the maximum amount of money or the money you want to spend on shoes, you can adjust other things like either, you know, eating out, going to movies or things of that nature. I think like taking it a step further from say, we don't go to high school, but say we're going into when you're paying a mortgage on your home or not even that far, say you're paying a car payment or something that kind of happens after high school that it's a little bit more money. Like, that's what people are doing. Like people who are paying their car payments aren't, you know, just like, oh, I'm going to pay 400 bucks a month for this. And then I'm going to pay 400 bucks on, you know, video games. Also, when people are getting those payments and funds are kind of tight, they're going, okay, I need to spend, I'm going to spend $400 on my car payment this month. That means I need to cut down on, yeah, the games I'm buying or food I'm spending on or whatever it may be, you know, the Amazon impulse purchases is what kind of people are stepping away from to pay for those things. And I think that's going back to what you said is something that should be taught. Like in high school, I didn't learn anything about money. Like it was all me doing it on my own, going on the internet, finding out ways to save money or tips from people who save money or whatever it may be. As in high school, people are like, all right, yeah, you get paid. Um, You can put it in a bank account or you can get like a Roth IRA and that was about it. And then you skip over to, you know, other things like high school English or, you know, math. Yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, 
it's one of those things where like if you're around it though i mean that's basically your class that you do every day if your parents are um super like financially focused and uh, understand kind of the principles of finance then you're around it and you get raised by it just like if your parents were mechanics you know you'd naturally have some sort of predisposition for cars not saying that you'd have a predilection or yeah. you'd strongly like them but i'm sure you'd be more comfortable around a vehicle or working on one than somebody who's never touched one and so i mean Part, part of it has to do with kind of like how you're upbringing and like the personality of, all right, so let's figure this out on the internet. Yeah, I agree. So now let's, let's jump to the opposite side. What are some of your impulse purchases? What are things that you buy and you instantly go like, I didn't, I didn't need to buy that, but I bought it. What are some of those things for you? Um, so, uh, let me twist your, your question around a little bit. I will say that. I don't allow it. i would say that one thing that i overspend on is well there's probably two things i think i overspend on experiences so like going on trips uh, Mm. and stuff and i also overspend on like education Mm. so those two things i feel like are so much of a benefit to me that I don't mind spending more money on those things than I'll spend on anything else. So what do you mean? Okay. So like I spent a lot of money on experiences too. What do you mean by overspending on them? Cause like I, you know, I'll budget out my trip and then I'll figure out this, is how much I need for gas. This is the hotel. This is this and that. Are you talking like overspending in terms of like you go on the trip and you're buying things cause you're on the trip that you probably shouldn't or overspending in terms of saying like, you're probably spending more on a plane ticket when you don't necessarily need to go on the trip. Um, I would say overspending in the sense of like, I'm very, very generous with generous with the money that I put towards those things. So I like, let's say that there is a thousand dollar like camera. Mm -hmm. I would think way harder on that than a thousand dollar like course to learn something or a thousand dollar round trip plane ticket. to a different country or something i just find those things um and everyone has their own things but i feel like those things for me are uh the things that i get the most utility out of yeah okay i see what you're saying but i think at the same time like there's it's still within reason like experiences are experience like i'll encourage anyone to go on some experience and like whether it's i'm not going to encourage someone to go to a bad experience right like i'm not going to encourage you to go to the middle of this place where everyone has a bad experience and there's, you know, nothing to do. But I'm also not going to say like, don't do it because you have to find out for yourself. Maybe you go and you like it and maybe you go and that's something you want to do. Um, and I think like, yeah, experiences, like you saying, like, I think they're almost priceless to a point, but at the same yeah. time I get what you're saying where like, there's sometimes when you go on, <clears throat> at least for me, like you go plan out a trip or something and it's like, okay, here's what my cost is. But you're like, you know what, that, like, I can do that. And you're not really thinking, like, you know, in my financial situation or whatever it may be, like, I can afford this, but can I really, like, is this something I'm really looking to afford? It's more of, like, I'm going to go have this experience. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much that. Like, the I would budget way harder for uh, taking a trip to, uh, like, Europe or something than mm-hmm. I would budget for, like, you know, um, a new part for my car. Yeah. 
It's yeah. just an accessory for my car, let's say. Um, it's just kind of like one of those things that I'm predisposed to doing. Like I'm just more all right with it. But yeah. while we're on this topic, how about you? What, what, is, do, I, what do I impulse yeah. buy? I buy a lot of cookies. Uh, I mean, our household just buys a lot of snacks in general, where a lot of times I don't know if it's, you know, we need them, but we get them. But on that same note, it might be an impulse buy, but seeing that winter is coming for everyone that's listening or whoever listens, like, we don't heat our, we don't heat our house. That thing is hard <laughs> just, shut yeah. off. One time he went out on a trip for like a week or something and I was home and I saw my breath in my own home. Like we make, between him and I, we make enough money to live like we're actual people, but we live like we don't have jobs. It's like, <laughs> hey, turn that down. Like there's no heat here. Or like even in the summer, like there's a couple days when it was 105 and the house would like creep up to 80 and it'd be a real discussion like are we going to bump it down to 74 degrees as opposed to you go to other people's house and they have their ac on all day and maybe that's somewhere that gives us the money to buy cookies and (laughs) snacks and whatever it is but i also am shivering sometimes in my bed (laughs) oh yeah i mean that's not i'll tell you what dude that's not the first time I've had that experience in my own household. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so maybe I'm just a glutton for punishment or I'm just weird in the fact that I, I'm one of those people. And I, I feel like those people have a real bad re- reputation yeah. <laughs> as far as like super tight penny pincher. But at the same time, man, like I, I don't feel like I... <laughs> I don't feel like that is a good indication of how I live my life, yeah. but that's just one of the many aspects of how I live it. Yeah. Some people, maybe it's the environment we were raised in, like summers, like over at your house playing video games and we we're just like sweating, playing oh, Minecraft yeah. or whatever it may be. <laughs> but it's also like, we also realize like we're not home all the time. And when we are, it's like a couple hours we go to sleep, then we get on the next day or whatever. And like, even maybe it's one of those things that yeah the environment just formed us to like man like our energy bill is thirty dollars like crazy or like sometimes we'll see energy bill and like wow it's forty five dollars that's unreal and like then you'll be comparing with friends and they'll be like yeah dude ours was really low this month it was like eighty two bucks you're like okay low I can I'll beat you <laughs> yeah dude that's two months for us <laughs> yeah but uh yeah and also I mean you got to think too like one of the first things that happened in uh when moving in was led light bulbs so true uh, electricity efficiency and um i feel like that those things those investments pay dividends because uh so uh, (laughs) this is gonna sound funny but as a college student uh one of the um, on christmas uh I asked for LED light bulbs and I got laughed at a little bit by the people I asked them for. But, uh, I mean, the way I thought about it is, is like this expense that I have, how can I lower it? Yeah. How can I increase my income? Basically? Like they say, I mean, a penny saved is a penny earned. Yeah. And that's my, that's one of the ways that I like to do that. Yeah. I think that, I mean, kind of ties into once again, like ease of access, like you did your research, you found out that LEDs we're going to save, you know, this percentage or save on average this. And you said, okay, I'm going to leverage myself. Like Christmas is time for gifts. I'm not going to go pay $4 for an LED bulb or whatever it is. I'm going to have you pay $4 and you're not going to think about paying $4 and I'm going to get that. And at the end of the year, I'll have saved that money and returned some into my pocket without spending anything. And I think that's like the ease of access. Anything out there today, 
Like you have to be super lazy to not go research something to find out what it's about or how to, you know, overcome it or obstacle. Like anything and expenses, like you can go look like you're going to buy a new TV. You can go to Best Buy and buy a new TV, but you can also go and do your own research and go, oh, this is, you know, this LED screen saves energy or color correct or doesn't get hot or whatever it may be. And you can go down there and that way when you spend the money that you're going for the TV, you're figured out, okay, it's going to save me a little bit of power compared to my old TV or save me this or that or whatever it may be. Give me a better experience. Like you can research that as opposed to, like we're saying again, other generations didn't have the access of find it there wasn't in the library there wasn't a you know a book about the latest tv to come out it was like sweet fred at the tv store's got the inside scoop he's going to give me this one yeah definitely and i feel like some of that is uh just how you're how you are personally or like your personality your characteristics mm-hmm. like i'm one of those people that you kind of described i'm i before i step into the store to buy this thing I mean, chances are I probably know more about that thing than anybody else in the store before I buy it. And that's just how I am. I love doing my research on things before I get them. And it's almost kind of like a, like almost a ritual in the fact that, oh my gosh, I'm super passionate about this thing. I want it in my life. Let's Mm -hmm. learn as much as I can about it. Let's learn the things that I will like. Let's learn the things that I don't like about it. And I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like I have a way better grasp on like what that thing will mean to me and the value I'll get out of it. Mm-hmm. All right. So kind of on the downward slope, tell me your craziest money story, money spending story. Craziest money story. spending. Yeah. Story? Where you just kind of like you're looking back on it, like you spent a bunch of money on this thing and you either don't use it. You shouldn't have spent the money on it. Like it was impulse. It was out of hype. It was, you know, just like you'd be like, Boy, I got $500. Like, this thing is 300 bucks. I'm going to buy it. Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I mean, the things that I don't use as much. Just one that stands out to you. That's just like... That one that stands out to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, one time, I... I don't know why, but... So, do you know, like, if the Rorschach, like paintings or pictures yeah like if like this the psychologist will hold up and say what do you see Mm -hmm. so one time uh i was on the internet and i don't know why i was feeling so impulsive but there was this mask and it was a rorschach mask how old were you uh this was when i was a freshman in college okay so you're 18 yeah okay and so I saw it and um, on the mask, it actually, as you breathe, like hot air, the thing would like change its form. Okay. And then it would like come back as it cooled down. And I was like, whoa, dude, like fucking that's cool. And I think I spent maybe like 45 or 35 bucks on it. Yeah. I fucking put it on. Once I got it, I put it on for like 20 seconds. And then I probably have worn it a total of maybe another 150 seconds wait you actually have it uh somewhere yeah (laughs) (laughs) see that's why that's that's what it is it's like dude i don't use it enough to even know where it is what was your when you bought it what was your thought of when you were going to use it that wasn't a thought that's why i bought it (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly why i bought it touche well played that's impulse yeah i agree 
Um, but how about yourself? I would say for me, I don't know. I don't know if this really counts or if it was for me, but <clears throat> obviously, like I previously mentioned, I buy shoes a lot. Um, and contrary, like the shoe, a lot of the shoes I buy, some of them I haven't worn is just like an investment. Like I'll sell them down the line for, you know, 500 bucks or 600 bucks a pair and get some investment, put a, da- a down payment on a home. So somewhat of his investment, somewhat of its impulse, somewhat it's just me getting it. But so you get in these little Facebook groups and you meet people and you network and it's the age of technology. And so one of my friends sent me a text and was like, hey, Nike's releasing the Air Jordan 2 Just On. So Just On is like a designer for streetwear. And it was a big collaboration. And he did premium materials and quilted leather and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, you've helped me out. I'll help you out. So they do this thing called a raffle or the sneakers raffle, the draw, I guess. It's one hour. You put in, like, your information. And it's like, all right, you've been entered. And so for these high-hyped um, releases, you just enter the ref- raffle. And after the hour's up, they send you an email like, hey, we picked you and you won. And they take the money out of your account. Or, hey, we didn't pick you. You know, better luck next time. Here are some of our next releases. So I put it in. And I have, like, two accounts. So I put it in. I changed it to a size Ten and a half, and I was like, okay, cool. Mind you, it's six in the morning. Like I'm eighteen. Six in the morning, I get up. I'm like, cool, blah blah blah. I'm just going through the motions. Change the size. Go in, do my second account. Go to bed. I wake up, and my phone is just going nuts. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like someone's hitting me up. Like I got plans today. Look at my phone. It's like, congratulations. Like you per you spent six hundred and fifty dollars on the shoe and i was like okay cool like the dude's gonna pay me back like and you know it's in his size i'm looking at the details like not a ten and a half my tired self decided to not change the other one to a size 12 so instantly i was freaking out i was like 650 bucks like that was way above what i'm comfortable with spending like i didn't really like the shoe like i didn't want it i was like Okay, 650 bucks, and I was, you know, I was frantic. It was like 8 in the morning, and I was trying to figure out what to do. So, like, I know, like, obviously the market was hot. Like, people who didn't win really wanted them. So I went out there, and, like, I posted, like, hey, this is for sale. It's, like, retail is 650 It comes with this, this, and that. I'll send it to you once it's shipped. So I posted it, and I got, like, a bunch of offers, which was cool. So I ended up sell- selling it for, like, 1050 or 1150 so like i made a return which is great like i made 500 or 400 bucks more than Shit. i was willing but at the same time i was like looking back on it like what if no one wanted to buy it for 1050 which is ridiculous like i'm never gonna buy a pair of shoes that is over 500 dollars, regardless like that the investment to me Except is that last time yeah <laughs> that purchase is, to me is just not worth it i'm like i'm gonna wear them or like a lot of those shoes the hype is there and then few months later like they're going for 750 bucks right now so 100 bucks so i really struck while it's hot but like if i don't sell it like i'm out 650 bucks for until i can you know sell it as an 18 year old and that's a lot of money like that is rent and insurance right now for me or whatever it may be so i guess at the end of the day like everyone has those stories where you impulse purchase and you aren't thinking about it but like if you can access the information to you know learn how to save money or how a credit card can benefit you or how you can increase your income or decrease your expenses so you know all in all at the end of the day what is your one take home for money for people 
Um, so my one take home and, uh, the thing that I kind of learned through like going to college and I have my degree in economics and finance, um, is pay yourself first. And that means when you get your check and your money, you want to save some of that because what you're doing essentially is paying yourself in the future. That's what that money is for. It's like you got to save that money for your future self. And either if that's in a 401k or a Roth or you just putting it in your savings account, you pay yourself first before anything else. Mm -hmm. And and preferably a larger amount, like maybe even a third of your, inco of your income if you can. If you can do that, then financially uh, you will probably be all right in the future. I mean, there's variables and mm -hmm. obviously you got to control your spending, your budget and things like that, but just pay yourself first is what I would say. And so on that, do you do a certain percentage of each check or just a certain amount or? So what I do is, um, I have two things that automatically get deducted out of my check that are investments for myself one is a 401k mm -hmm. and the other is a employee stock purchasing plan okay. and so out of those things two things that's 20 percent of my income that i get i mean okay. 401k is pre-tax uh, the employee stock purchasing is post-tax so i mean essentially what you're thinking about is over 20 percent of my income is uh about paying myself first mm -hmm. and so i mean that's how much i like tried to like make it as a precedent because another thing too is like you got to think about your willpower if you get that money in your account and then it's up to you to put that in different spots that might be a lot tougher when you see that your account has x amount of dollars in it compared to if it's automatically withdrawn and you never see that money mm -hmm. that's a lot easier and uh, like you can succeed a lot more than if it was up to your own willpower. You got to know yourself, right? Yeah, I agree. I think my one take home that I've found successful for me, like I'm in my senior year of college and I'm about to go into the industry or whatever you want to call it, is that um, from a young younger standpoint, or even once I get older, I'll do the same thing, is that if I can't afford two of them or two of the payments, I'm not going to make one. So for me, that means like when I buy shoes, if I can't purchase two pairs of those, uh, I'm not going to buy one of them. That way, that that way, if I puts me in the situation, so if I'm, you know, the shoes up 120 bucks and I can't I don't have enough money for two hundred and forty dollars. I'm not going to buy one because that's going to save me one hundred and twenty bucks and I'm not going to be hurting because if you can only afford one like you're buying an Xbox and it's you know used or whatever and it's $300 and all you have is $300 all you have is $300 and now you have an Xbox but if you can afford two of them you have an Xbox and $300 which can go to various things but I'm never going to go broke over something that I can't afford so even if it's a car, eventually when I get a new car like if I can't afford two car payments so say it's we'll say 400 bucks a month if I can't afford to pay say it was $800 then I'm not going to look for that car. I might look for something a little bit lower. Gotcha. I mean, I feel like that'll pay dividends in the future for those what if things. Like, mm -hmm. for instance, what if 
uh, shit happens and you're stuck with one payment. Like, for instance, like what if you buy a phone and you're stuck with that payment and it breaks? You didn't get insurance and mm-hmm. you have to pay that, but you also have to get a new phone or you yeah. find yourself a new phone. And so I think that is very like a very firm rule to never overspend your budget right yeah, there. Exactly. And uh, I think that's, you know, kind of wraps it up for what was coming off the top of our heads today and what was just flowing. Um, Thanks for tuning in. If you did listen to the whole thing or you skipped to the end or whatever it may be, maybe you found something helpful. Um, We're just kind of doing it to spew off some ideas. Uh, If you do like it, go ahead and follow whatever I put this on and, you know, maybe share it to some people you think are terrible with their money or, you know, people who might have some other insight to talk about it. But uh, that's off the top. And thanks for listening. Thanks.